Good morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, One Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Our reading for this 17th Sunday after Pentecost is from Mark chapter 7, verses 24 through 30. And from there, Jesus arose and went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house and did not want anyone to know, yet he could not be hidden. But immediately a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile, a Syrophoenician by birth. And she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter, and he said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. He said to her, For this statement you may go your way, the demon has left your daughter. And she went home and found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. There we were walking along the west side of the Sea of Galilee near Gennesaret. Peter, James, and the rest of us watched as Jesus taught the Pharisees and teachers of the law just as he had done so many times. And the Pharisees were so concerned about the finery of religion. They wanted everything to look just right. But Jesus saw right through that. He knew that their concern for outward cleanliness only darkened their real motives. Their concern was with ritual with their so-called status as God's chosen, and with keeping the religious status quo. They were in and everyone else was out. And if you were in, you wouldn't forget to wash your hands before you ate. You wouldn't question their teaching, and you certainly would not associate with any Canaanites or other pagans for that matter. But Jesus made it clear to the crowds of people listening in that out of the heart come evil thoughts. And that it is these evil thoughts, thoughts of malice and greed and slander and adultery, that make a man unclean. But eating with unwashed hands does not make him unclean. We left Gennesaret and went to the area of Tyre. Jesus was tired. We were tired. We needed to get away for a bit to relax and eat. Dealing with the Pharisees and catering to the crowds was always demanding. It would be nice to have a time of respite. We approached our host's home. We could smell the meal further stirred our hunger. Our host greeted Jesus with a holy kiss and eagerly showed us to the dining area. I thought to myself, oh, finally some rest, some food, and a chance to find out a little more about what Jesus had said to the teachers of the law today. Then she came like an explosion. She completely disrupted the scene of tranquility. We were just about to eat when she brashly came into our host's home She didn't care that she didn't belong there. Dogs lying under the table shot up and began to bark and howl incessantly. Startled by the interruption, one of our host's young ones began to cry. But this seemed to be lost on the woman as she was beside herself. 
She scanned the room as if she knew exactly what or who she was looking for. I was caught off guard and I immediately got up from the table. I was annoyed. No, no, I was angry as I looked at what was bringing such chaos. A scruffy and unkempt woman. James and John were closer to the door. They, like the dogs, shot up and were at the woman's side before I could take two steps. They were already trying to restrain the woman from getting any closer to the table, but it was too late. She saw the master. Lord, son of David. She wailed as she, they tried to put themselves between her and the master. Have mercy on me. My daughter is sick. She is suffering terribly from demon possession. Now, he must have heard her. Even with all the howling and crying and chaos, her cry was distinct. It pierced the din. He didn't leave his plate. He said nothing, and he didn't give her as much as a glance. Now I'm standing next to James and John. A few other disciples have joined us, and we have her surrounded. We start to steer her toward the door. We don't need this interruption. We aren't just here for a meal. Jesus was going to tell us more about his kingdom, and we can't let her get in the way of that. I tried to push through. There were six of us. She couldn't possibly think that she could outmuscle some fishermen. It was quick work getting her outside, but she was not to be deterred, and her wails became roars, and boy, was she unrelenting. She hurled herself at us, trying to get back inside, to get to the master. It really was a startling sight to see this woman grab each of us as she kept pleading her case. She had to see the miracle worker right now. Her daughter needed his help because of her horrendous condition. This is now getting beyond annoying. My stomach rumbles as I can still smell the dinner which awaits me. James tries to calm her down. Now listen, you really have no right to barge in here like this and bother our teacher. You aren't one of us, you are a foreigner, a heathen. Your people don't worship like we do, and your rudeness today just proves it. There is no way Jesus can see you. Just go. She was unconvinced, and she pleaded, I must see him. I know he is the one who can help me. I know that he has done so many things for so many people. James grunted, this is true, but he isn't going to do anything for you. You are a Canaanite. You don't worship like us. You don't follow the law of Moses and you eat forbidden food. You are unclean. It's wild dirt on top of dirt. You show no respect. The master has had a long day and he is trying to eat. You bring embarrassment to our host and this was supposed to be for us a time of reflection with our master. Yet you have rudely burst in here demanding help. You need to just go because this is not where you are going to find help. You'd think this would have settled the matter. Pitiful woman just glared right at James. I know he will help me. He must help me. One of the other disciples stepped in. Please just go. You aren't welcome here. Jesus is not going to deal with you today. He has no time for your sort. Move along. We made no dent in her zealousness. Her place, as we so clearly articulated, meant nothing to her. The more we spoke, the louder and more determined she became. She made the professional mourners of our day seem restrained, and we could not reason with her. After watching this for a bit, I thought that maybe Jesus could come out and tell her just what's what. I had the notion that if he spoke, she'd see the light and knock off this absurdity. I whispered my idea to some of the others, and they approved. Maybe Jesus can bring some peace to this situation. Turned to go back inside, the door creaked open, and the dogs returned to their howling. The host's wife began to shush them and try to get them to settle down. I approached Jesus. 
The child who had been crying earlier was snuggled up next to him, and he was eating and talking with our host. It was easy to see the embarrassment on our host's face. He valiantly, valiantly tried to act as if nothing was going on, but the woman had the other disciples backed into the doorway. As the commotion continued, they were waiting for Jesus to come to their rescue. Meekly, I said to the master, um, pardon me, but would, would you please send this woman away? It's completely unreasonable, and her harassment is unending. Jesus set his bread down. He looked at our host and then turned to me and said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. I thought to myself, what? This is no time to be obtuse. Can't you hear all the nonsense that's going on? Yet, it seemed as if he agreed with us. It was almost like he had been standing out there next to James as he tried to reason with the woman. So I began to return to the hubbub outside to tell the woman that finally the master says she must leave. I was too slow. She managed to muscle her way past the guys at the door and made her way over to the master. Stunned, I could only watch as she fell down on her knees at his feet. Lord, help me. I just stood there, suddenly very tired. He had just said that he was only sent to the lost sheep of Israel, so I thought that he would, like he did the Pharisees, quickly dispatch her. To this day, I am still amazed at what transpired. He looked at her, prostrate at his feet. She bowed her head and looked down. Then he gazed around the room for a moment. It was as if he was trying to make sure that we were paying attention. The child alongside him was busy eating bread as if nothing unseemly was happening. Dogs were sniffing about under the table, and our host was staring at him with an anxious look, probably hoping his problem would just go away. John, James, and the others had all come inside. They stood poised, ready to get between the woman and Jesus. The room suddenly still. Racket subsided. As the master looked around, the only sounds were those of the dogs sniffing and of the child eating. I had a fleeting thought about Joshua and the sun standing still for him as the Lord defeated Israel's enemies. My daydream was cut short and the silence was broken. As Jesus looked down at the woman, he said to her, It is not right to take the children's bread and to toss it to the dog. Ha <laughs> ha! Maybe the sun has stopped for us. Surely the Lord even now is fighting for Israel. I saw a couple of the disciples smirking, and they were not alone. I must confess that my expression was just as haughty and snobbish. Jesus was a clever teacher, and he always seemed to have the right phrase at the right time, and boy, in my mind, he hit the mark. Now she would have to leave. James caught my eye, and I nodded approvingly at him. He stood a little taller, feeling vindicated for trying to shoo this woman away. The woman, in an unbelievably calm and lucid voice, said to him, Yes, Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Ah, incredible! She seemed to be smirking and meeting Jesus eye to eye. My reverie hadn't been broken before. It was now. This was one brazen woman. Cheeky, insolent, disrespectful. The list could go on. Not to mention that she was, well, unclean. Regardless, Jesus was undeterred. Just when we thought he would really let her have it, he smiled at her. It was like he took pleasure in her answer. He had a gleam in his eye as if he had set this whole thing up to be some great contest of wits for our benefit. And he said to her, Woman, you have great faith. For your reply, your request is granted. You may go. The demon has left your daughter. That the woman got up and left. 
We discovered later that she went home and found her daughter lying on her bed and the demon was gone. It took a while for it to sink in for me, for all of us, I suppose. And we thought we were going to have a quiet meal and be able to sit and wax eloquent with our thoughts about his kingdom. Instead, we got a lesson we would never forget. Jesus was teaching us that the circle of salvation was expanded beyond Israel alone. From the time of his birth, when the pagan magi came to worship him, to the Gentile man who was possessed by a demon, to the Roman centurion who readily took Jesus at his word and whose faith was commended by Jesus, the plan had always been that Jesus came because God wants all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. Looking back, I now see that this woman was just one of many Gentiles with whom the Lord dealt so graciously. He came to us. He came to you expanding the circle of salvation. The Gentiles were not excluded, but included. Jesus came for them. Jesus came for you. <laughs> Jesus came for me. So when you are feeling left out, or when it seems you are left sitting on the margins, on the outside looking in, when you are feeling the desperation of that woman, or even when, like the Pharisees, you look at others with disdain and find yourself caught up in mere ritual and going through the motions, remember, Jesus came, he washes us in our baptism, gives us his word. He has died the death you deserve, and he rose again, not only to give you crumbs, but to bring you to his banquet of life. Our praise, the Son of our Most High God. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deer Walk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.